This is the OXS Jamaica podcast, Reasonings with Odessa, episode 1919. Patience, patience. Y'all, there's two reasons why I started this podcast with this particular song. One is because we need patience during COVID. And this song was written um, and sung by an amazing artist called Chaos. This album Exit is a classic. Another reason why I chose him is because we're sticking to the Canada vibe, the Canadian vibe, eh? Because this is part two of the interview with Cardinal Official, and Cardi and I didn't mention Chaos as one of our Canadian rappers that we really, really love and rate. So I just said, oh, this is the perfect time to intro with this song that I love and with him. So um, anyway, let's go into something. I, yeah, so... Um, I put out something on my Instagram a few weeks ago and I asked the question, what has this pandemic, well, I call it pandemic, but pandemic has taught you about yourself. And I promised to the people that answer that I'll read out some of their answers. So here it goes. So um, one of my uh, followers or friends, I should say, said that, that it can pivot under the most extreme circumstances and find my own space. So the question was, what has this pandemic taught you about yourself? The answer was for this person that I can pivot under the most extreme circumstances and find my own space. All right, another friend hit me back and said, I'm calm, loving, quiet environment and comfortable in my own company and solitude. Um, there was a few fufu ones. I'm gonna talk about them one day. Let me get to the next one. Um, always enjoyed my space. I've never liked strangers to come close to me. That's what this person has really realized. Um, uh, this one says that I that I can and like being alone because I can do anything that I want or I want to. All right. So. Um, for me, nothing has really changed for me during this pandemic um, at all. I've just been working the same way, and I give thanks for that. Um, and just having a few more extra focus groups, but it's just been the same thing. The ball keeps rolling. 2020 is still my year. And um, what I want people to do, though, I want you guys to really stop having panic attacks and getting into the fear mongers um, that are out there spreading information and really just start to take more interest in what you eat. It's all about, really, it's really all about building your immune system. So they're not putting out that information of what to eat and how to keep your immune system going. But I think once we start worrying more about our immune systems and just doing the basic things, washing your hands, 
keeping your social distancing, it should all be fine. Try not to take in too much news. Try not to take in too much negative energy. Do not talk to people with negative energy. Just keep positive and um, get used to the new norm. Anyway, let me just pick up my vibes because I want to get into this next part two. Part two of the Cardinal official talk. It was long. It was great. He goes into his A&R side, which most of you guys don't really know about. And um, boy, let me tell you something. Cardi sent me some music, yo, of the projects that are coming out, and I'm freaking excited. Anyway, let's get into this interview. Part two, Cardinal Official Reasonings with Odessa. But listen, speaking of, speaking of hip-hop, Mishimi, the legendary Mishimi, yeah. I should say, was recently here for the Caribbean um, music conference that they had. And she was here and yeah. she was schooling a lot of Jamaicans about Caribbean hip-hop and not Caribbean, Canadian hip-hop, I should say. I'm sorry. And um, the uh-huh. origins. Who, aside from Mishimi, can you tell like the listeners who in Canadian hip-hop has influenced you growing up? For sure, <clears throat> for sure. For us, <clears throat> people my my age, there's like a hip hop holy trinity, which is Mishy Me, mm-hmm. uh, Maestro Fresh West, mm-hmm. and the Dream Warriors. Yes. So the Dream Warriors, them big up King Lou. Um, I'm pretty sure that King Lou, they're Ketishin. They're from Saint Kitts. Yeah. Um, Maestro, his family is Guyanese, and then of course Mishy is is Jamaican. Yeah. So those three were the first three to like really, really, really do it big on a global on a global scale. Because as you know, you know, Mishy was down with everybody. If you look in the ladies' first video with Everything. Queen Lanty yep. you'll see Mishy in there. Like Mishy was in there with everybody. He liked Antoinette, you know, all of them female MCs from <clears throat> excuse me, from that time. Um, Maestro was the first person to go platinum and double platinum in Canada. And, you know what I'm saying, really did it in a big way back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then Dream Warriors were the people... Crossovers. <clears throat> pardon me, to go... Hold on, let me mute this for a second. Hold on one second. All right. This needs to muting. Sorry, they were on my loosen up some <laughs> things in there, good. boy. That's good. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> but, um... The Dream Warriors were the first, the first ones to sell a million records coming from Canada. Be it, um, they were my first from the introduction space. to hip hop was Dream Warriors. Oh, for Canadian because hip-hop. of the UK connection, right, right. Okay, yeah. well, you see, that's the thing is people don't understand <clears throat> that they really blew heavy in um, in the UK, and at that time, Gangstar was opening up for them at them time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I remember. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, those three were the first people that really, really showed me like that we could do it because I remember I, I used to live in a neighborhood called Fleming Park up here, and I remember Mishy Me <clears throat> came to the park and she was shooting a video, and just like every youth from the area, like it was like I don't know at the, at them times it might as well have been Jay Z that came to the yeah. turf, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And it's like seeing that at a super early age. Here's something also, Stan. 
Mishy Me used to work with BDP yep. all back in like from 1987 mm-hmm. and all them time, the mm-hmm. 86, 87, them early days. Mm-hmm. So they, they, you know, they mutually rubbed off on it as well. You know what I'm saying? So if you mm-hmm. go to check Mishy Me, you'll hear um, KRS and I think Scott LaRock was still mm-hmm. alive them times too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They used to work with Mishy Me. So yeah, man, yo, there's, there's so much history that uh, has never been that has never been exposed, and it's funny because <clears throat> you know about um. Do you ever watch? Have you ever seen Real Housewives of Atlanta? Yep. Um, that's my that's my Real go-to. Housewives of Atlanta. <clears throat> excuse me, was created by and produced by a Jamaican who is a Jamaican Canadian by the name of Princess Anne Marie. Bantan Lofters. Now, Princess, she's born in Jamaica, moved to Canada, and she's like literally like family, family friend. And she moved to the States and she created the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And the interesting thing is just last night, me and Princess, you know, we were were talking because we have some things in the works Mm -hmm. in terms of the TV and film space. Mm -hmm. But there is such a story that has not been told that people don't like people do not understand how great the influence has been in terms of people from Canada and and, and what's going on. You yeah, know what I'm saying? They, what's they, been going on? I think it needs to be promoted and... a lot more now. Canadians, um, music, the whole industry and entertainment is so vast mm-hmm. and there's so much. And then the thing is, is that it is a lot of West Indian and Caribbean people behind it. And a lot of people don't yeah. really know that either. Mm-hmm. That's... Mm-hmm. That was that's... A... Thousand percent, yo. It's so, yo. Well, you know, you know, I'm a part of the. I've, you know, my my background working with Chris Smith and um, the whole mm-hmm. Canadian crew up there. Even yep. meeting Aubrey before he was Drake. Um, mm-hmm. you know, up there, <laughs> it was just a little Aubrey and little Noah and Gadget, the great mm-hmm. Gadget, big up Gadget. The great, the, the great Gadget. <laughs> yeah, man, the great, great Gadget, man. So listen, Gadget, what you don't understand is also like, I'm telling you, you know, like it really could be a, a, a docu-series, you know, because Gadget if you look at Sean Paul, right? No, I the know first, the history. The Sean first, and Jeremy. <laughs> well, not what. That's even. That's even another thing. I was just, like, was that's even by, something else. By Gadget, Jeremy learned everything from yes. Gadget. Gadget was his teacher. Gadget was all of our mentors. Gadget was like the nuclear city. So, <laughs> all when you look at um, the first song that me and Sean Paul did together was the tune that's called Money. Jane. Money, when yeah. we did Money Jane, you have to understand you have to understand that like, you know, up here that was a record that went number one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it did was big. And <clears throat> to this day, yeah, and to this day, Sean will tell you, like, this it was his first kind of like bust that he got a foreign. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Was it Money Jane? But what you have to understand is all like when we're in the studio, the vibes that are going on in the studio, because Gadget is the one that's our mentor and leading us. And he's like, no, nah, man, when you mix it, the tune will finish unless you can't do the Osman Scabby. If you can't do the Osman Scabby, the tune will finish. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you, you have to just picture this like almost mythical Rastaman 
who is like one of the one of the like a, a tech a, a technical genius, genius when He's it comes to engineering and mixing, but. Him have every ounce of culture in him. You the know what I mean? The man is still so, a yardy man. The man is just like... Yeah. And people wonder where so, Drake's Jamaican culture came from. I'm like, you know, it's a lot of it is gadget. Um, <laughs> well, I'm telling you like that. And that's the thing. I, I have to tell people all the time they have to allow Drake because Drake comes from Toronto and Drake is in the mix with, with everybody. It is almost literally impossible for you to be a part of hip-hop in this country um, well, not, let me not say the country. In the city, at least. Mm-hmm. In Toronto. And it doesn't rub off on you no, in some type of way. Because to. to us, it's a, it's a natural thing. And as long as you're not begging it and, like, you know what I mean? Like, really, like, trying to throw too much of the patois in there and so forth and so forth. Like, if it, if it comes through in... You know, musically, you know what I'm saying? In terms of some of the things that you might use as the as your landscape for what you rap on or what you sing mm-hmm. on or whatever the case is, it just it just makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it's not a foreign or weird thing to anybody up here to be somewhat you know Jamaican. What I'm saying? To, like, like in London. It's the same it's the same connection. Yeah. It's the same everybody's I call them, you're everyone's mm-hmm. a jam faken or somewhat a Jamaican in the UK and they don't it's the slang and the way they talk it's just it's natural it's not put on per se it's just supernatural it's just how it is so yeah we, 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 we big up Aubrey big up Aubrey still you know Big up, listen, big up uh, big up all of them because <clears throat> you know Tory Lanes um, I think Tory what did they say Tory is is Tory Beijing I don't know I don't know I don't know if Tori is Bayesian. I can't remember what Tori is. You Where's know? Red One from? I think Antigua. Ah, that's it. And anti- yeah, Antigua. That's it. Yes, Antigua. He's Antiguan. You're right. Yes. Yo, here's a random question for you. Which island do you think is the closest in terms of at at least I would say closest to us in terms of how we talk culturally and so forth? Antigua. Antigua's kind of yeah, close Antigua still, you know. Is. Antigua is. Yeah. Antiguans talk a lot like mm-hmm. Jamaicans. They're very, very... And mm-hmm. they're very close in culture as well, like Jamaicans as well. So I, mm-hmm. I do think that. Because I have a group around a so. lot of Antiguans as well. I would say so. And, and my mother's big yeah. friend, Vivian Richards, as well. And Mr. Big Cricketer. But See yo, you. so how you, yeah, people don't know, say, when did you start getting involved in hip-hop? Was it 12? Because I read it was age 12. Yeah, as I as yeah, as a youth. Um <clears throat> like mom, uh I grew up with my mom working in the uh in the board of with the board of education. So my mom was a, you know, she used to in the school system back it was actually implemented in like regular school. My mom used to teach um black history classes, she used to be a supply teacher substitute teacher, whatever they want to call it, Ray, Ray, Ray. Um, and she was actually the that me to, like, do it for real. Because growing up in the neighborhood that I grew up in, like, it was just... It, it, I didn't even realize it was a thing until I got older. We were, like... And the culture is happening, and when you're in it, you don't really understand that it's a thing. It's just lit your way of life. So when you're like eight years old and this is the time like, you know, breaking is out, beat street, break dancing oh, is the t- gosh. hip, ray, 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 
and being so close to New York, like people don't know it's an hour flight or people we used to drive back and yeah. forth to New York all the time. So we were right, 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 right there. And, you know, growing up, hip hop was just it was just something that we we just did it naturally the same way that like, you know, when I used to go um, back to Jamaica and like, you know, whatever, whoever was the person at the time, whether it be yellow man moving and it's you never, but just everybody knew the lyrics and you just recite the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we would go out and do all them plays ball or keeping up or all these little, you know, these little youth games I used yeah. to play in the street with your friends and Ray, Ray, Ray. But then people would just be chatting the lyrics and so forth and because you had aspirations of necessarily being a musician. It's just that's what it was. You went out and you're like, all right, let me do this. Yo, who can do the Papa San? Well, all right, Lieutenant Stitchy, that are my artist, so Ray, Ray, Ray. But it was just what you did. And I think for me, it was the same way until my mom encouraged me to actually write my own lyrics, wow. you know what I'm saying? And it's like, from when I started to actually write and craft my own songs, that's when things almost immediately, to be honest, started to take off. We were encouraged by <clears throat> somebody that worked at the community center that we used to go to after school, you know what I mean? For mm -hmm. recreational programs and Ray Ray Ray, a guy, a Trini family, a guy named Herman Ellis. Mm -hmm. And Herman was like, yo, they have this citywide contest you guys should yo you guys are wicked you guys should enter the thing and he encouraged us he gave us the space to practice so forth and so forth and the first contest that we entered we won we beat everybody the in the entire city what was the name at of your the group? time it was called y ybp the young black panthers but what you mean <laughs> remember my mom used to teach black history yeah, so i yeah. know my, you know what i mean I, I had knowledge of self but the thing was at that, especially, it was a little bit abrasive for white people. So we changed it to Young Black Empire, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but the name of the group was was YBP. And, yeah, that's when we started just winning all these different contests, you know what I mean, going to every neighborhood, performing, when, so sorry, forth and so forth. When was it that made you incorporate your culture of Jamaican dancehall and slang into your hip-hop? Because not everybody was really, really 100% doing that. Um, To be honest, again, I grew up... Um, how can I put it? Later on, I, was, I, get, I became more aware of it. But to me, I was just trying to be myself. Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to express what it is that I knew. And... You know, in all these different battles, let me show you something mm. as, as a rough example. There's a um, a, a selector up here. His name is Lindo P. Lindo P has been on a couple tunes with me and thing. Lindo P is one of the baddest, baddest, baddest. Like, he can play sound, but he's also one of the wickedest youths. Like, if, he, if that man pick up a microphone, murder. When we were little kids, that used to be the cheat code. <laughs> so if you're in a battle and man a man is rapping whatever, but if you bring in a man that used to say, yo, the whole place is like the dance is lock. Dance is lock. So from when we were from when we were little kids, like that's just what we understand to be the cheat code. Like that's just the secret sauce that you just put on it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, maybe I could rap, he could rap. 
that person could rap. But if you had you. a Jamaican brethren and you're going to bring in the dancehall artist and him just come in and just, Sassy. you know what I mean? Just Sassy dash with some eight bar, yo, finished. So for me, it was a thing to where I was like, well, wait a minute, I could do the two. Yeah. Just me, like, like, I didn't have to go for a brethren or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could do it. So I was like, I heard her. And then on top of that, again, you have to understand, like, when the bridge is over came out, mm-hmm. People call that one of the greatest hip hop songs of all time, but they don't understand the man is chatting. Yeah. You see me coming now, they dance with us, Pippa Sensei, yeah. down with us on call BDP. And if you want boom, to join boom, the crew, boom, you must see boom, me. Boom, boom, yeah, that's boom, that, that's boom, super boom, cat. Siboops there. Yep. So, all when like mainstream America and the rest of the world is absorbing things in a certain way, to me, it kind of feels like you're in the matrix to where you see the core. And you're like, nah, but that's a few thing that. Mm-hmm. So growing up, you know, I always, you know, when it comes when it comes to people like, you know, God rest the soul of my brethren, Heavy D. Oh. When it comes to people like Grand Pooba, mm-hmm. when it comes to people like Buster Rhymes, mm-hmm. when it comes to the Fugees, when mm-hmm. it co- there are so, yo, there are so many, you know, different people that used to incorporate the Caribbean culture into their thing. Like that was always a reminder to just know yourself, be yourself and just do you. So for me, like the very first, the very first um, piece of vinyl that I released back in the days of when it was very uh, independent driven in Toronto, yeah. my very first tune was a tune I had sampled on um, Bob Marley, Naughty Dread. But I spelled mine not N A T T Y. I spelled mine N A U G H T Y. Naughty dread, and uh. I had sampled. I had sampled. Um, hold on. Uh, let me just uh, put this in fine print. Marley's, do not go back and try and sue me, please. <laughs> I was just gonna say I, I that. I beg you, Raga. I, I beg you, Raga. That. Please. <laughs> See, Sadella, Raga, all owners, please. please. Yo, don't. don't uh, no, no thank, friend. Uh, thank, His family. Thank. Thank God of my people. Big up, yo, big up when that raga. Um, but you know, when that yo, like that was the act, yo. You see when that tune played over here? Scam, scam. Fam and up, and then the hook that I had was Cardinal Official. Yes, why, why, why? Niggas so fresh, they be asking why. Official mass on like bro, our week sound must die. Like it was a sound clash thing from like from day one. Yeah. So my first real introduction into the thing, it was something to where like I incorporated the vibes and the culture from, you know, from day one, and then you know just kept progressing, kept progressing onto you know when I got signed, and then yeah, it was a Bacardi slang all time killing thing. Cardi, so you are you still A and Ring? Yeah, man. More time. As a as a matter of fact, um, I mean, you can have the exclusive Ooh. because we haven't even made the announcement yet. But big up a man like Harmony Samuels. You know, what I'm saying I just uh, did a deal with Harmony Samuels, so we have a joint venture together with Harmony Samuels and and Universal Global deal. You okay. know, what I'm saying label deal. So look out for some big, big, big things. Um, coming from a brother, Harmony Samuels, and his label, BOE. And for those people that don't know who Harmony Samuel is, uh, but Dessa knows who it is because he's from the UK, yep. uh, moved to America about 10-plus years ago. But he has worked with everybody from Janet Jackson, Usher, Chris Brown, Rick Ross, Ro Timmy, 
Um, he's the one that bust Ariana Grande when Ariana first came out and skyrocketed. He's the one that produced all that. Harmony Samuels is on the low, one of the biggest producers in the world. And um, yeah, man, more time, you know what I'm saying? We just we just connected and we we did a deal. So big up, man, like Harmony. You guys will be seeing stuff in 2020. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of big things that's that's going on um, behind the scenes. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Senior director yeah. of of uh, Urban A and R. So them call me. Big it up, <laughs> big it up, and it's perfect because you're so versatile and you just know the music and you know the history and the culture and. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing that harmony. I think hope you can send me the track first so we can play that exclusively right here on Reasonings with Odessa. Um, is there anything else that you we want to talk about? We could talk for fucking hours, man. We can talk for hours. I think we're gonna do we're gonna we're, we're gonna plan our Reasonings with Odessa live in Toronto. That's something that we need to look forward to after Coronaville. Hello. You can hear me. I can't believe so them just lock off this thing. They just locked off his thing. We can hear you. We can hear you. No, like literally, no, literally it, it, it just stopped working and there was uh, some note that came up cracking. that said... Can you hear? Um, we can still hear you. It's still playing. Yeah, man. So Okay, good, good, good. It's still On playing. my side, it cut off. We still off. got right, it. We cool, still cool, got cool. everything. Sorry, we'll pause. All right, cool, cool, so, cool, cool. What was I just saying? What the fuck? Oh, so I'm glad... <laughs> All right, so... I'm really happy and I'm looking forward to hearing the new track from Harmony. I, I hope to get it so I can play it first on the first podcast, I should say, to play it. And um, he's got, just so you know, it's a full, full out label deal, you know. So we're dealing with um, three artists that he has. One is a is a girl from London. Her name is Ty. Mm -hmm. Ty's mad, mad, mad. And, she dances, um, she's she Nigerian. Is a, ah. So she does what kind of music is she going to do? R&B, hip hop, If mixture. you if you were to take if you were to take Rihanna mm -hmm. and Burner Boy and oh. mix those two energies oh, together. Shit. That's what you get. That's that's what you got with her. Mad. Mad mad. She's crazy. like she's dope dope dope. And then um he has a he has a youth from North Carolina um who's actually like when you know when you hear him you know full out southern drawl you know, but he's actually of African descent as well. I mm. think he might be also Nigerian. Um, his name is Tigo. Tigo's a next incredible art. And then uh, the other one, she is um, straight up American. Her name is Gogo. She's from Philly. Nice. Um, if you ever watch the the Sunday services with Kanye, yeah. If you ever see a girl with blue, if you ever see a girl with blue hair, that's, that's a part of the choir. That's go. That's go. -go. I remember her from when they came to Jamaica because she stood out. They, she, yeah. was, she was here when yep. Kanye came. Oh, yeah, man. So you guys heard it yeah, here man. first so. exclusively. Woo! I can't wait yeah, to hear man. that. That's positive. That's really, Absolutely. really positive. Yeah. Is there anybody else you yeah. wanna you wanna shout out before we wrap this thing up and I go back to the safe space of my home and Lysol myself? <laughs> first of all that's how you know you've been in london too long because you don't know the thing 
with, that will murder everything is Dettol. And if it handy. No, Bridget, I got me Dettol, Dettol wipes. I got my, my Zaflora. Ah. I've got my... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I grew up with Lysol because my mother used... My mother grew up in New York. I grew up in New York as well. Many people don't know. Okay. I'm a very transgrammable okay. little girl. So between London, Jamaica, yes. and New York. So my mother, the whole okay. Lysol culture has always been a part of my culture. I used to get Lysol from uh, the American base uh, in the UK and my mother, you yep. know, the big tins and mm -hmm. stuff. So I am a firm believer in those yeah, three. So Flora, Dettol, Lysol. <laughs> Anything. Lysol. Any type, any type of oil. Yeah. <laughs> alcohol. Rubbing oh. alcohol. Uh, I, <laughs> You see it, okay. Um, but no, there's a there's a youth, and I'm telling you, if there's one thing people have to understand about me, I am not one of these hype beasts. I'm not just gonna say stuff. And they're like, yeah, but Cardinal, you said that about such and such last week. There's a youth that I signed. His name is Emmanuel, and um, Emmanuel's a <clears throat> he's an Ethiopian artist, Ethiopian-Canadian artist. I was just going to ask if he was African, because that's a very Ghanaian, Nigerian, or Ethiopian. A lot of them are called Emmanuel. Yeah, man. So Emmanuel but... is probably going to be the best voice to ever emerge from Canada. Wow. End of sentence. It's needed. He's, he, is, he is out of control amazing. When you, when you hear... And, as a matter of fact, offline, uh, that's I'll send you three songs so you Oof. can understand what I'm talking about. I can't wait. He he has a he has vocals that will literally when you hear it, it may, big man draw tears. Put it that way. <laughs> bad him, bad him, bad him, bad. I can't wait. Bad, so that's Emmanuel. Yeah, that's man. the young lady from that's yes. harmony it's music with the production to look forward to. We've got some Nigerians, yep. we've got an Ethiopian, we've got an a, a African-American, and it's, we've got a Canadian, uh -huh. Jamaican-Canadian, because you're Jamaican first, yes. running the helm of yes, all of this. Sir. Cardi, this is really great. This is really good things to look forward yeah, to for the rest of the year yeah, and, and onwards. And um, as I said, we're going to do another reasoning, but we're going to do this live um, with audience. For I sure. think it would be really cool if we do something together in Toronto, so... I'm looking For forward sure. to that. I'm looking Let's forward do to that. Good. All right. So that was recently. As, as my Muslim friends would say, as they would say, inshallah. Inshallah. Ah, that's exactly inshallah. Mm -hmm. Inshallah. All right. Yeah, so that was episode 18, Reasonings with Odessa with Cardinal Official. Before I leave, how did you get the name Cardinal Official? And you spell it differently. Just for those that don't know, because you know there's uh, a lot of idiot thing on this. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a full full thing to be honest. It's just a thing. <clears throat> I'm just a different youth. And when I was at school in um in history class, we studied a youth named uh he was a French dictator named Cardinal Richelieu. And he was a tyrant and so forth, but he had this thing called the political testament of Cardinal. And basically what it was, it was a set of rules that he used to keep all of the uh, what would you call it? All of the regular people them in line, but he used it for evil. He used it to manipulate the people them for evil. But um, I'm somebody that you know used certain things for the power of good. And I think his one of his main things, the reason why he was kept in power, was his thing was never make the people them think that higher than them. 
from you think from they think that you're one of them, then they're gonna deal with you a certain kind of way. And I think for me, I just use that in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So that's why people, you know, lovingly would call me Cardi, even if people that have never met me, but they know my music, they might have seen an interview and they know the energy. When they meet me, they say, yeah, Cardi, well, go on, because they feel like they know me. And that's because my whole thing, I've never, it doesn't matter, even, you know, at times when you have songs number one in 30 countries and this and that and Ray, 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 I've always maintained to be a, a you know, a, a person of the people and, you know what I'm saying? And that's mm -hmm. where the energy came from with the whole Cardinal business. But there was a there was a dance hall artist, his name was Richie Lou from Toronto. Yeah. So I said, Well, it can't be Cardinal Richie Lou. What I did was um there was a group from um uh one of my favorites from Toronto. They were called Ghetto Concept. And Ghetto Concept had a, a song out at the time that was called Certified, and I loved it. And the funny thing was, see what we were talking about earlier? They were Ghanaian, mm -hmm. but they used to use a lot of the yard slang in what they were doing, and they had a tune called Certified that was my favorite. So I said, well, if them and they are certified, I said, I'm official. Ah. But I don't want people to call me Cardinal official. official. So that's why I spelt it phonetically, official, hoping that people would, you know, people would um, pronounce it like how it's read, but, you know... <laughs> Some do, some <laughs> it's don't. It's still not changing nothing. Some do, some, some don't. Some still still official. Cardinal oh, no. official. <laughs> but it is what it is. Oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to probably do this in two parts yeah, because it's it's hella long, but it's hella informative. Cardinal right. official, bless right up, up yourself. Keep your family Large nice up. and tight. Send my love to the wife, to the kids and to everybody. And we'll talk very soon. Likewise, my friend. Love. Bless up. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning into this one. It was amazing catching up with my brethren, who recently just had a birthday. Big up yourself, Cardinal. Um, I want you guys to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Just click on that little like button. And also give me some ratings. And guess what, guys? We are going visual visual for episode 20 so i want you guys to head over to youtube and look for o access jamaica subscribe from now because everything is going to also be up on youtube very soon so all you guys that keep nagging and bugging me you must be really happy now okay because it's going the thing going up on youtube all right anyway i'm your host odessa linkage laters peace this podcast was also brought to you by ideas evolution jamaica